Hi, I'm Angela. And hi, I'm Ethan. We like anime. So, so anyway, anyway, let's talk about it. Spoiler alert for the anime, but not the manga. So, Demon Slayer. Our protagonist is Kamado Tanjiro, whose whole family gets murdered by the head demon, Muzan Kibutsuji, whose blood turns humans into demons. Kamado Nezuko is his little sister who survives the murder and turns into a demon. Tomioka sends Tanjiro to a certain sensei up in the mountains. He has to do one year of grueling training so that he can, so he can kill a certain person. He goes to the exam where it's not a normal exam, but you have to slay a certain demon. He put some effort into it and was able to pass the exam. And then he joined the Demon Slayer Corps, which is an organization where they go when they fight demons to, to protect uh, other people. One of um, Tanjiro's first missions was he had to go and defeat this demon, which was terrorizing uh, these kids who lived in the house. And his special demon art, which is kind of like the special powers that each and every demon has, was to do with drums. So every time he like hit the drums, the room would shake. So on the way to this mission, um, Tanjiro meets Zenitsu, whose um, special sword art is lightning, because the special sword arts are divided into different categories. Um, that work with the elements. So he meets Zenitsu, who's a bit of a scaredy cat, might I say. Like, he's like our first impressions of him is somebody who's like shouting all the time and is scared of everything and a bit weak. But then we actually get to see him fight in this particular arc when they're fighting the drum demon with the Demon Slayer art. And uh, it's really interesting because he's a really strong character for somebody who's really scared. After this, arc, after this arc, at the end of it, we meet Inosuke, which is kind of the third member of Tanjiro's like, future squad. Um, and uh, Inosuke has a boar hide on his head, and he's a bit mysterious at the uh, beginning, but he's also kind of a really loud um, and impulsive person and has very, uh, maybe, maybe not traditional ideas about like, being strong and stuff like that. He also wields dual swords, which is interesting because everybody usually, everybody in the show mainly wields like a single katana, uh, well, at least at the bit we're at in the anime. Tanjiro's motives are to kill Muzan, who is the person that, turned, that f- killed his family and turned his sister into a demon. This, this makes him very, very a vengeful person who wants to he doesn't want to become a strong the strongest person in the demon slayer call he just wants to have his sister turn back to normal and kill muzan so i'm going to talk about how tanjiro is one of my favorite main characters and i feel like a lot of people would agree with that because often in shonen shows the main characters are often in like a trope or stuck to one specific stereotype or often they don't even act their age like they'll make like in anime sometimes they'll make the main character act like they're like 10 or something even though they'll be like 15 and often like the age they choose to like um make anime characters are like more main characters are like 15 because that that in japan is like the start of high school so they have like so if it was if it was set in a high school they'd have three more years of content to fill but obviously demon slayer tanjiro is not in a high school but we start at the beginning when tanjiro is 15 and tanjiro is the oldest in his family which brings quite a lot of responsibility and if we have any older siblings you kind of know how much uh, you really have to think about when you're an older sibling, especially in Tanjiro's time when um, he lived up in the mountains. So he had to like actually go out and physically like earn money for his family, especially since his dad isn't around at this point in time because he died when he was little. But 
Tanjiro still always has a smile on his face, um, even when he has to work hard and go into the village and like sell charcoal and things like that, make charcoal. So I really appreciate Tanjiro for still being quite like a bright main character, even though he, um, even though he still has to go through, I guess, a little bit of hardship. Like Ethan, wouldn't you say that like often um, they'll make the characters like unusually bright um, without showing the human side of them? Um, making them like that could be a very big change for Shonen or mainly for main protagonists so that more people are are more so that more people can be intrigued in Shonen as well. In my opinion, that um making it more a little bit lighthearted for the main protagonists, even though it's a very dark topic that we are talking about. But if we make it like that, then more people are gonna like it as as it as of it is. So it will ignore the um so it will ignore the, all the dark bits and all the gruesome bits while you have a light hearted protagonist. So anime for a lot of people, as we know, is seen as like an escapism. So I do get uh people wanting to make the main characters like extreme extremely happy because if your life is quite like a dark place and you don't want to go to an anime and watch even more dark things. So I do understand why like they will make the characters upbeat. But then if we're going back to Tanjiro specifically. His whole family, like we said earlier, gets absolutely murdered. So all his little siblings, all the people that he used to look after, and even though um, all the siblings will often complain about their younger siblings, they love them dearly. And to have his whole his whole family like wiped out like that, including his mum, which is his only like exist his only parent is alive, was probably devastating for him. But oft- but it didn't change Tanjiro. Like often in um anime there's always like a thing where the main character has like an experience that will like make him that could have made him evil, for example, but it didn't make him evil. But in Tanjiro's case, um he had that kind of experience but it pushed him to become stronger because he still had one existing sibling, although in demon form, he still wanted to protect and look after Nezuko because if he didn't, nobody else would. Ethan? This kind of differs throughout all shonen. So for Naruto and Black Clover, this differs massively because Tanjiro doesn't want to become the strongest. He doesn't want to be in the highest place in his world. He just wants to have his sister to become into a human and for Muzan to be forever gone. Th- in my opinion, this makes it more, this switches up kind of a shonen. It's because in normal shonen, it's a repeat of a thing because you'll get a trauma for the main character at a young age and then he wants to avenge that person as well as become the strongest in their own world. Whilst Tandro has a different motive to most of the other people. So from Aster from Black Clover, he wants to become the Wizard King, and Naruto, who wants to become the Hokage. This makes it more of a more of a different experience for other people because it kind of like switches the theme instead of the repeat of a theme throughout the years of Shonen. Well, um, what else should I talk about when I'm going to talk about Tanjiro? I want to talk about how, even when he's fighting the demon, um, the demons, actually, uh, he has such 
full-on empathy for them, which is displayed to us at the beginning of the show, even before he start, even before he joins the Demon Slayer Corps. He, it's to the point where he even cries for some of the demons that he has to kill because there's no, cause he, because he can't figure out a way to save them, which is what he's trying to do with Nezuko. So it kind of displays that when Tanjiro finds a way to um, bring Nezuko human, he'll probably do it for the rest of the demons because he really cares that deeply about other people. I would also like to talk about the art style. Uh, Ethan, what do you think about the art style of Demon Slayer? The art style is very, very unique in my opinion. Because in Shonen, you would either get magic or some other power system. Whilst in Demon Slayer, it's like more, more related to elements of in our world. However, it's just put into more of an action kind of theme. And did you know that the the effects in anime for the swords are not real. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard you heard that right. They're they're not real. It's just that to to make us uh, for us viewers whilst we're watching the anime, it makes us more like understand of what is fully going on. Whilst in their verse, you can call that, they they are just fighting normally. You wouldn't see some sort of like fire effects or water effects or even lightning effects. It's just that they are very good handling of a sword and they're very good movements. However, to our viewpoint of what they did, it's just that it's full of action, full of like chaos a bit. Can so, the demons see it? Um, no, they can't. It's just that it's only for it's because when it came to animating the whole thing it's just the it's just us that seeing like all of these kind of effects so it makes so it makes us more understand of what's fully happening without the effects it would have wouldn't necessarily make sense of what's going on in the situation that the characters are in but honestly, some of the prettiest scenes in the world and the most well-animated scenes in Demon Slayer are to do with the sword art. So I kind of enjoyed that they added that like little um, element to the sword styles and the sword fighting. Um, but also one of my favourite scenes in Demon Slayer is really early on when he's, um, when he's finished the exam and he's in the wisteria. Because the wisteria are such pretty flowers and in the show um, they mean that uh, they basically ward off demons because demons hate wisteria. And they're these really pretty, like, purple kind of waterfally like, flowers. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. So this next bit is going to be a little bit about the author because um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw a TikTok um, about how the author was a woman um, in a series of animes that were written by women. And I thought it was really interesting um, because a lot of shonen shows are written by men and often um, shows that are written from the male gaze, you can kind of tell. But this uh, show is written from the female gaze or from a female author, so it differentiates from other shonen. So, Ethan? Kareharu um, made a, uh, a previous manga called Karig- Karigiri and... It was base. It was the base of Demon Slayer. It it was very dark, and it still had the same concept of demons and swords. However, the publisher said to Koreharu say that you have to make it a little bit lighter because it was very dark. In my opinion, it would have stayed a little bit darker. Is because now now shonen is more more into dark fantasy than the normal battle shonen that it used to be within the 2000s. 
So you're saying that you think that like um, darker shonen is better? In a way, yeah. It's because dark fantasy is kind of a new genre to everyone. It makes them in- more intrigued, so like Jujutsu Kaisen and all the other anime. But as we know, shonen is targeted at uh, like younger or teenage boys. So do you think that making it like dark would um, make it a bit too scary for the younger viewers? Um, making it a little bit too dark may kind of overkill for or like make it more scary for some of them but make it more a little bit less subtle a little bit more dark so that so it makes it more intriguing to younger viewers so that they can actually have a little bit more of an open genre instead of the same fight over and over where it's just the main protagonist becomes the that the person that wants to become the strongest so dark fantasy kind of switches shonen but it still keeps the theme of the main protagonist either wants to become strong or tries to avenge someone or their family well in that sense then i like demon slayer because there's a good balance between the darkness but also comedy but also the main character's motives so i really think that koyo haru did a good job um when the publishers asked her to dial it down a bit the movie! The Mugen Train. So, as we all know, uh, when did the movie come out, Ethan? It kind of came out this, this year, but a little bit more early. Yes, 2021, because I watched it with a couple of my friends in the cinema. Um, and I watched it in... First of all, I watched it on a website in Sub. And to be honest, I watched all of Demon Slayer in Sub. And I really enjoyed Demon Slayer in Sub because I feel like it helps the with the Japanese culture because there's a lot of Japanese culture, which we'll talk about later. But, um, but I obviously, the dub is also really funny um, in Demon Slayer. So I don't like... I'm not a sub or dub snob like some people. I don't really care what you... Like, I watch some shows in Sub. I watch some shows in Dub. I don't really mind. But if we're talking about the movie specifically, the movie also helps to further my and Ethan's point about how Tanjiro never really wanted to become a never wanted to become a demon slayer. Because in the movie, spoilers for it by the way, um, Tanjiro uh, gets put into a dream by the dream demon uh, who like basically puts people into dreams and then a really happy dream that they want and then murders them while they're in the dream. So in Tanjiro's dream, he goes back to when he was with his family, so kind of at the very start of the show, and he really actually doesn't want to leave them. And the Demon Slayer movie is so sad. Like, Ethan, you cried, didn't you? I had one shed of, of, of a tear for that for that flashback for Tanjiro. It kind of made me sad. It was so sad. Like, I couldn't even. But anyway, uh, but then Tan- Tanjiro escapes the dream by... Uh, uh, I guess trigger warning by c- repeatedly committing suicide because every in in the dream in the dream because that's how he wakes himself up because he has to end it somehow. So it just kind of shows his dedication to the real life world and and his goal, which is like bringing back Nezuko because he even says that Nezuko needs him. So we can't just stay in this dream that's not real forever. But anyway, thoughts on the Demon Slayer movie, Ethan? Very well animated. Very very beautiful. But, like, it's very sad and kind of furthers on Tanjiro's, like, intentions and his ulterior motives for what he wants and what he will get in the future. Because he wants to get his sister back and he wants to get get rid of Muzan. However, we get to see other characters, for example, Rengoku, who is a flame hashira. We'll 
we will go into his backstory later later on. Well, I just realised we haven't really talked about Nezuko as a character on her own. Uh, Nezuko doesn't really talk because she has the bamboo muzzle, but Nezuko is such an interesting character because often in Shonen, and I probably said that like so many times, like often in Shonen, we might have to cut a couple of these out. But anyway, um, the Nezuko might have been like a prize, something that Tanjiro just had to uh, like look after. But eventually, and it even shows in the Demon Slayer movie, uh, Nezuko fights with Tanjiro. Like Nezuko, Zenitsu, Inosuke and Tanjiro kind of become a team of four fighting demons uh, to save people. Like, Nezuko has that, like... She has, like, fire, doesn't she? She has a blood demon art that is related to flames. Isn't that like her dad? Because the dad did the... What was it called? The Kagura dance? Yes, this is also related to within... Within the manga, where his whole family is kind of very fun. Ethan, we said no manga spoilers. But anyway, even in the the anime, um, when he's fighting Rui... The spider uh, art demon. He he incorporates his dad Kagura dance into defeating him, and it's one of the prettiest and coolest scenes, to be honest, in all of Demon Slayer. But if we're talking about Nezuko's fire, she in the dream she literally can burn like the ropes that bind um, the kids and um, Tanjiro, Rengoku, Zenitsu, and Inosuke. So I think it's really interesting. Um, not even interesting. So it's so cool that Nezuko gets an opportunity to fight and she's not just sat there like a prize to be protected. So um, I really enjoy that. So more about the Demon Slayer movie. How about Rengoku? Rengoku is a very upbeat and very positive character. However, there's always a, like, a very depressing or very horrible side of his life. When he was, when he was, a, when he was young, his dad drunk loads of sake which is a japanese um, rice alcohol um but yeah rengoku managed to like uh still become one of the strong like literally underneath the head of the uh the head of the demon slayer core so he managed to become one of the strongest people in the demon slayer core rengoku and akuza's fight woo (laughs) man that was oh i I didn't even want to think back to this fight it was it was like ethan just talk um, the fight was very good, and it has, um, and Akaza is one of the, he's one of Muzan's, um, henchmen, however, he's, ve- he's in a high, in the, he's in a very high rank, which makes him have very powerful, powerful blood demon art, which is obviously abilities, and I, I think one of them was where he was able, he has to do a specific stance, and it, it, and it gains him more speed and strength. However, for the opponent that he's up against, it, it makes him more slower, a little bit more fatigued. Well, this fight was quite interesting, as we said before. I probably said interesting, I know, like 10 million times. But because um, Akuto even says to Rengoku during the fight that Rengoku should become a demon so that he can live forever and get even better and become even stronger. But Rengoku immediately denies this idea because he says that um, the beauty of being a human is growing up, um, becoming strong, growing old, and eventually dying. And if he became a demon, it would kind of take away that beauty and the importance that he has to life. So Rengoku obviously refuses to become a demon. And Arcus is kind of bewildered in that sense. And a thing to remember in Demon Slayer is that all the demons were once human. They've all become, they've all turned into demons because of 
uh, Muzon. So they all have at least, um, even if it's long gone, at least a shred of empathy and human emotion. So we often we see that when Tanjiro is fighting Rui because Rui's main motive was he wanted to become he wanted a family. Although fake, when he made a demon family, he still wanted a family, which is a common human emotion or a common human feeling. And Akuza is kind of bewildered in a sense at uh, Rengoku's like raw humanness to the point where it's almost like the demons kind of forget their own humanity to that sense but this fight was we you could say heartbreaking like i feel like if you didn't cry um in this fight uh like i already said spoilers for the i already said spoilers for the movie uh but yeah rengoku dies and it's like the way Tanjiro, Inasuke, and Zenitsu is not there at that point in time, Ethan. Like, he's with Nezuko. I think he's passed out. Uh, Zenitsu was passed out, and Tanjiro was also passed out, so... No, Tanjiro was awake. Oh, yeah, he was. Because he was, like, crying, because, like... Because when, uh, when he had, like, the whole thing in his stomach... Sorry, Rengoku. Um, he was, like, saying, like, his last words to Tanjiro, like, about how he needs to, like, continue to be strong and, like, look after the future Demon Slayer core members and stuff like that. So, honestly, Rengoku, although uh, our first impression of him was, like, a really upbeat character, um, he's had, like, an air of seriousness to him. So we can't talk about Demon Slayer if we're not going to talk about the immense Japanese culture that's integrated in it. So, Ethan, go ahead. The Japanese swords that that is well that is well known, which is obviously a katana. That's what they use in Demon Slayer. However, there are different kind of styles of Japanese swords, which is a katana, tachi, or dachi. This kind of makes it very similar, but not as massively. Some of them are used for different purposes. So for the katana, it will maybe use for war or for or a practice or like a a real sparring for against someone that is very strong. The katana are mainly used for either the shogun or Japanese soldiers that are going to go for a war. And these are made of um, a material called tamahagani, I think. And this is where it's more, this is mainly specialized for, this is what it's made out of for Katana, which is basically a very traditional smelting and a very traditional process. They, they, they use, they layer this with carbon, they, they kind of layer this with concentration of carbon, which makes it more... So make so it gets rid of the impurities of the actual steel and makes it a carbon content of the steel, and this really this correlates to the uh, demon seas because when the when the when Tanjiro was received when when Tanjiro was given the sword when he was received when he received it it kind of changed into a black kind of sword. Or like a black kind of color then this kind of correlates to real-life Japanese culture where some swords are actually fully black when some people will receive it because of the of how concentrated the carbon and the metal is and as we know in Demon Slayer, um, the swords change, well, obviously not in real life, but as we know in Demon Slayer, the swords change to the sword bearer's personality. 
Um, but I'm going to talk a bit more about other uh, cultural things. So the kimono. The kimono is a Japanese traditional dress, which is made out of uh, tanamono cloth. And there's different styles and different ways to wear the kimono. There's different types for men, women, and children. And kitsuke is the different ways to wear your kimono. And um, obviously in Demon Slayer, they wear kimonos over their uh, Demon Slayer core uniform, which I feel like helps create an individuality because it like helps different it helps you differentiate which characters are which and also um brings life to the kind of plain looking uh demon slayer core fit um but the yukata is the most informal type of kimono that you'll see um not just i don't think they specifically use it in demon slayer but you often see it at like festival like arcs and other animes and things like that and also the tengu mask that irodoki Irodaki sensei wears the teacher who te- the sensei who teaches um tanjiro um it's a mask that is used for warding off evil spirits kind of like how the demon slayers ward off demons and also the ankle warmers that they wear are called kiaihan and um it's very common for the time period along with tabi which are the two-toed socks that they wear in demon slayer because obviously they live in like a really cold place like in the mountains um and also the like the ankle warmers are like also um color coded to like the person who's wearing them as well um and they were used for they were used as like under padding for samurai um uh, in japanese culture so so i really like demon slayer and i'm really excited for the next season um i forgot to mention in the other part that demon slayer was set between the 19 tw- between 1912 and 1926 um because in the mugen train movie uh tanjiro is bewildered that they have trains because it was a new thing to japan relatively but i'm really excited for the next arc because at the end rengoku told tanjiro to go to his household and see if he can find any clues about the kagura dance that his dad did ethan any thoughts i'm very excited for season two we've seen teasers of what will potentially have a very good second season for Demon Slayer. So, in my opinion, I'm very excited and very intrigued of what will actually fully happen next. But let me just make a quick, like, thing I just remembered. Literally, uh, the intro for Demon Slayer, what's called? <laughs> Gren- Grenge or Grenger. Um, it's so good. Lisa did excellent work on that. Like, I am so excited for next season's intro. I wonder, like how it's gonna fare compared to the first one because that one like i don't even want to say it absolutely slaps like there's literally oh one of my favorite anime openings but thank you for listening to the podcast
like Demon Slayer and I'm really excited for the next season. Um, I forgot to mention in the other part that Demon Slayer was set between the 19 tw- between 1912 and 1926 um, because in the Mugen Train movie, uh, Tanjiro is that they have trains because it was a new thing to Japan, relatively. But I'm really excited for the next arc because at the end, Rengoku told Tanjiro to go to his household and see if he can find any clues about the Kagura dance that his dad did. Ethan, any thoughts? I'm very excited for season two. We've seen teasers of what will potentially have a very good second season for Demon Slayer. So, in my opinion, I'm very excited and very intrigued of what will actually fully happen next. But let me just make a quick like thing I just remembered. Literally, uh, the intro for Demon Slayer, what's called? <laughs> Gren- Grenge or Grenger. Um, it's so good. Lisa did excellent work on that. Like, I am so excited for next season's intro. I wonder, like, how it's gonna fare compared to the first one because that one, like, I don't even want to say it absolutely slaps. Like, there's literally, oh, one of my favorite anime openings. But thank you for listening to the podcast.